Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Frugal Snobs podcast, the award-winning on-demand audio experience that has never won an award, but that could all change. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music, or check us out on Stitcher or TuneIn Radio. Find out more by visiting frugalsnobs.com. While you're there, be sure to help out the project by taking the Podtrack survey, directly donating via PayPal, or by doing your Amazon shopping through the Frugal Snobs associate link. We also invite you to follow us on Twitter at Frugal Snobs or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Frugal Snobs. And now, on to the episode. Hey everybody, Justin from FrugalSnobs.com. Welcome to episode 134 of the Frugal Snobs podcast. I brought Christine with me. Say hello. Hello. Today is Sunday, October 28th, 2018. And this week, folks, on this particular episode, we're going to be talking about the savings difference. Pink versus blue. So men versus women, boys versus girls. This is often called the pink tax. Yes. Right? And we actually found through some research some really interesting findings. We knew about some items that were more expensive for women. But we did find some other interesting items that I wasn't even aware of that were more expensive for women. So we'll be talking about that uh, on this episode. And before we get into the topic, we have a few things to talk about. But I did want to say... And mentioned that I think some of these findings are not fair. No. They're not fair at all. I, as a male, I was shocked by it. It's not right. So let's go ahead and get into that topic here shortly. But before we do, let's talk about a few things that are going on. We'll start with talking about our free stuff. Yes. So we are actually recording, before we get into the free stuff, from the comfort of the living room today. We are not in the studio. Christina, you have a hot cocoa, yes. hot chocolate. I have a peppermint tea. Christina, you're not feeling so good. No. So Christina's under the weather, but she's still here with me to keep me company. And to chime in. Dedication. Yes. So, let's go talk about our free stuff this week. It's been a couple weeks since we got some free stuff. We got some free stuff this week out grocery shopping, out and about at Harris Tita, and also at Giant. Uh, these particular grocery store chains are very common here in the eastern United States, particularly in the Northeast. Uh, I'm sure you have loads of programs in your area as well. But uh, this week we were able to pick up two Uncle Ben's uh, microwavable rice dishes. I think you had the teriyaki chicken yes. rice, and I had the uh, rice pilaf. Yes. It wasn't bad. It was actually pretty good. It tastes almost like a risotto with your little kielbasa in it to uh, to freshen it up a little bit. But um, it was actually a two-serving package. It was not going to feed no. two people. Um, Maybe two kids. Yeah, pretty much. But we enjoy them as single servings for ourselves, bowled it up with a little kielbasa. It wasn't bad. And they were $1.50 US a piece. Yes. That's not bad for free, but... Not that price. I, I, yeah, for that price. Food has gone up. Food yeah. has gone way up. All these tariffs and whatnot. I think it's going to get worse. But at any rate, folks, um, got the free rice, so we doctored that up a bit. Uh, enjoyed that already. And then we also picked up free soup. Yes. And you picked yourself up chicken noodle. Yes. And I had some sirloin beef tip thing yes. that we're going to enjoy. Um, just as a tip here, folks, as we get into, at least in the, the eastern United States and parts of New England, as we get into the cooler and colder months... One way to kind of beef up your soup a little bit, if you're enjoying soup, is to basically pour it over pasta. Yes. Uh, Christina is is a sucker for beef stew over pasta. Oh my gosh, it's my favorite. <laughs> so, but it's a good way to doctor up your soup, give it a little more thickness, a little more beefiness to it. Yeah. Um, also makes the meal go a bit further, and also cuts the salt. Yes. And preservatives that you get from canned soup if you're not making it fresh. Fresh is always the best alternative to anything. But if you can't do that because of the cooler months and you're looking to store soup and use store-bought soups, um, I, would, I would suggest using rice or pasta. Pasta more so than rice, though. Yeah. So, 
All right, so free soup, free rice, cheap soft batch cookies. Yes. This week. Awesome. Those are the best. You microwave them for like 10 seconds. They taste like they're fresh baked. Yes. And Christina plans on having a Santa Claus moment possibly later today by having a few soft batch cookies and a glass of milk. Yes. So you just, you just don't feel too good. Yeah, I need my comfort right now. I know, but I feel bad for you. <laughs> I did. I, I want to make it better. I always want to make it better. Um, but uh, free stuff this week, uh, or cheap stuff this week, not bad. Um, it's been a few weeks, like we said, so we had some free stuff. Um, also did get to cash in on our Burger King coupons. Our local Burger King is back, folks, from remodeling, finally. Christina, you had the chicken fries and fries. Yes, I did. And I had two Whopper sandwiches. Now, uh, this is ironic since we did talk about uh, fast food choices over the past few episodes of the podcast. So, um, I think we spent a total of $8 yes. U.S. Uh, we would have spent almost 20 U.S. on all of this food. It's amazing. Just amazing how expensive this stuff is. About 15 I was doing it for effect. I was going to say around 20 Let's say 16 That's yeah. fair with taxes and everything else. Yeah. Okay, so I, I misspoke, folks. $16. But still, that's high. Yeah. For two meals, you might as well go to like a, ca- a casual restaurant. Like Applebee's. Or Chili's. 20. Yeah. Yes. Um, but at any rate, folks. Uh, oh, let's also talk about this turkey dinner thing we saw. Uh, yeah. So we're getting into, uh, at least in the United States, the month for Thanksgiving, folks. So... Uh, Christine and I are part of a number of rewards programs, right? And one of them is Ruby Tuesdays. Now, yes. folks are out there may remember Ruby Tuesdays. They still have some of them around. They're kind of like Binnigan's where they have them in some areas but not in others. Yeah. Um, but Ruby Tuesday has a, a, a social program called So Connected, I believe. Yeah. Is the reward program. Now, we don't really use the Ruby Tuesday program that often except for our birthdays. Uh, for our birthday sandwiches, we usually combine that with the Red Robin. Yum. Yep. <laughs> rewards program. Um, but, uh, we tend to take advantage more so of the Red Robin program. Nothing against Ruby Tuesdays. Just, you know, things we really want. Yeah. And if they do have, like, the $5 garden bar or anything like that, it's on days we can't go. We're exactly. Working. So, uh, Ruby Tuesday just doesn't make it conducive to our lifestyle. How's that? But one of the items we saw uh, overnight this morning in our inbox, and uh, Christine, I'm not sure if you received it. I did. Um, but we did look at it together on my, on my, my email. Um, we saw a turkey dinner for two for $25, and we thought... Huh. Um, now, obviously, I think we've always spent Thanksgiving with families and things. Yeah. But I'm thinking this year, if we're going to be, you know, here in town, maybe we either go out for Thanksgiving or we uh, pick it up ourselves like a pre-cooked turkey breast. Yeah. It's all white meat and it's got the sides and whatnot. And just have someone else do it for us. Yes. I've been thinking about that this year. And I'm thinking 20 to 30 bucks for some good food, maybe put a nice bottle of wine, that sort of thing, and spend Thanksgiving together. Yes. That would be sweet. And, you know... Folks, Christine and I are a team. We don't spend enough time together. No, we we're don't. Just, we're just too busy working. And I was going to say, we're puzzles apart. It does. I mean, we're working full-time jobs. Uh, you have the book thing going on. I have all my haberdashery going on and things like that. And then we have other things like this podcast and whatnot. We're, we're busy people. Yes. So this year, we're going to spend holiday time together. Yes. It's going to be worth it. So, uh, anyway, this turkey dinner thing we saw, we thought, okay, huh, that'd be interesting. Um, it's 25 bucks. We're thinking, eh, it's not too bad. We thought we'd take a look at it and see what you get. And really, you don't get much. And so let's, let's go over the, the, just a paraphrase of the menu, and then we'll kind yeah. of talk about the twist on this. It's kind of funny. <laughs> so you, you receive turkey, you receive a serving of turkey breast for two, right? So, so uh, roasted, cut, all that good stuff, right? Mashed potatoes, which, Christina, you don't eat mashed potatoes. No. 
consistency, right? Yes. Texture. Yes. Something with like oatmeal. Yes. I can't oatmeal either. It's disgusting. Anyway, turkey, mashed potatoes, um, a garden bar, which is basically a salad bar, folks. And um, I believe just like a, a side of vegetables and a dessert. Yeah. I think. And that's not very much, right? At twelve fifty a person, and I'm thinking, eh, we could make all of that for less, and it'll probably be healthier. Yeah. Right? But here's the kicker of this. Post. The ironic. It's funny because it was sent, and when you look at the fine print, it was sent to be used today. Not on Thanksgiving. That's right. Two days specifically. Sunday, October 28th. That's odd. Yes. So you're going you're gonna to have a turkey dinner for two for 25 bucks in October. Okay. Yeah. Um, Not November. Uh, what holiday is it today? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, Canadian Thanksgiving was this month, but that's also our Columbus Day. And by the way, hello, Canadians. It's getting cold up there. Yes, it is. In the great white north. But I'm waiting for these Viola Desmond $10 bills. Folks, if you are in Canada and you would like to get in contact with the Frugal Snobs, if you have a, a, you know, a piece of info that we don't about the Royal Bank of Canada and the Royal Canadian Mint and when we're going to see uh, these particular notes, and it really wouldn't come from the Mint because it's coinage, but you get my drift, right? Yeah. I mean, from the Royal Bank of Canada, we would like to see these $10 Viola Desmond bills. Yes. Because we would like them. Oh, yeah. I'm also looking forward to the new 50-pound note in the U.K., uh, they're looking for a certain uh, personality to uh, be featured on the note. And two of the, the featured individuals that I know of that are being considered are Stephen Hawking, which would be cool. Yeah. And Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Cool also, but I would pick Stephen Hawking of the two. So I'm looking forward to that as well. we got, we got it's bill season around yes, here. Yes, it is. So uh, we have not had any good pickups lately. We've just been busy. But I, I would, into November, start looking at picking up banknotes, uh, hopefully we can, and some coinage. So yes. So we'll be bringing those back. Um also, on the video front, folks, we have a ton of videos in the hopper that we just need to get onto YouTube. Yes. we got some beer reviews out there and some other things, too, that I think people will enjoy. We just got to get them online, so bear with us, folks. I'm trying to negotiate with Christina and her busy schedule and how she feels right now, because she's not feeling too good. So send your well wishes to her. Ten hours of sleep? You're feeling seek. Are you seek? Yes. But you're still beautiful. Thank you. That was so sweet. Was it sweet? Yes. And truthful. Um... So even even in in your in your illness at the moment, yeah, still beautiful. Anyway, um, we are going to be looking at getting at least a couple of those reviews online. Um, I did perform the audio. Uh, you can go you can check that out on the flash briefing as well for the review of the Maple Stout, um, the Sugar Shack Maple Stout uh, from Third Street Brewhouse. Uh, so you can check that out as well. Um, that's been recorded. We seem to get it on YouTube, folks. We're just busy. I mean, we still have to get Baltica online and a few others. We're, we're just busy people. I have a nasty commute. Yeah, we're just, we're just busy. So we're trying, folks. We're trying. Bear with us. Subscribe. Make sure you maintain your subscription. It helps us out. Um, and you can check us out on YouTube. So we got some stuff going on with that as well. So we got some busy times coming we up. We do. In fact, I've been thinking about this. Our next podcast will fall on the weekend of the Frederick Maryland Con. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Live from the con. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Get your six bucks worth, folks. <laughs> mm. Pardon me, folks. I was sipping on my tea. But uh, that is my hometown. Yeah. So I have to go to this con. Oh, speaking of which, uh, do you get to bring a guest to the con or no? I need to follow up on that. I think so. If not, I'll go to the mall. <laughs> Let's go hang out at the Trust mall. the street. That's right. I'll have some of my Starbucks freebies and just hang out. Actually, we could save some of our Starbucks freebies. That way, when you get out of the con, we can have a bite to eat before we go Exactly. Back. Um, also, Christine and I are also negotiating if we want to, you make any stops in town in Frederick, maybe some antique shops or things like that to check out. Um, might be worth it. Yeah. I don't, it, if we have the time, I would consider looking at the Maryland Centennial 
one ounce silver coin. Yes. Because I saw it at the Frederick Coin Exchange, and I did not buy it. I really want one. I think it would be really cool, and it's the centennial of the state of Maryland. Yes. That would be awesome to have in my collection. So if they have it, I'll see if I can negotiate it. If they don't, I'll see if I can find it cheaper online ahead of time. Um, but I would really like to have one. Um, and I think the Pennsylvania Centennial would be nice for you to have. Yes. They may have it. I don't know. But we'll be in Frederick tearing it up on Sunday, November 11th, Veterans Day. And we also may have to compete with some of the Veterans Day events yes. in town. Probably there's going to be some stuff going on at Mount Olivet Cemetery, which, by the way, little known fact, folks, Francis Scott Key is buried at Mount Olivet Cemetery in Frederick, Maryland. Do you know who Francis Scott Key was? Do you know what he wrote? He wrote the Star Spangled Banner. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Also, the first governor of Maryland, Thomas Johnson, is also buried in, in the same cemetery as is Barbara Fritchie. A lot of history going on in Frederick, folks. So, very eerie city, though. Yes. Just feels Why? haunted. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, when you're there, it just feels haunted. Yes. And I'm from there. It's my hometown. Anyway. So, Frederick, Maryland Con coming up. I'm actually looking forward to going home for a day. Won't be bad. I mean, if I had relatives that lived in the city or something and I wanted to see people on Saturday night, it wouldn't have been bad to go up and maybe no. spend the night. But, yeah. Um, or maybe, you know, I was thinking about it, maybe we go up on a Sunday morning and have a nice breakfast. Yeah, we could. We could. Go it's up on 10 Saturday. to 4, so. Yeah, go have a nice breakfast. And um, can't eat at the Barbara Fritchie restaurant anymore. That's sad. Yes. Over 100 years, and they closed. <sighs> Much along the lines of Cap City. I know. Also closing. <sighs> We have nothing good to do anymore. No, we have nothing. You had bowling yesterday, which we yeah. can segue into at this point. Christina went bowling yesterday, and you did pretty well, even though you were sick. Yes. And you were not happy with, uh, with some of the, the, the situations that we had during the bowling endeavor, but we can't really talk about it much on the podcast because... Uh, all I'm going to say is they need better lane management. Yeah. Confidentiality, but because... Whenever we, I, when I was saying that, the guy's like, oh, yeah, there's no one... The, no one will be beside you if you take 13 or 14. I'm like, fine. Lane's, lane's 13 or 14. Yes. Right? And then I say, give me lane 13. No, there's someone in lane 12. So you just wanted space. Yes. But we don't want to talk about it much here yet, folks, because we have some paperwork we need to finish uh, for that visit, if you know what I mean. So it, it was a... It was all, I was gonna, all I'm going to say is, once they left... Right. That's right. You bowled, you bowled pretty well yesterday, and you didn't have any impairments or impediments. No. no. So, in other words, your drunk goggles didn't help. No. <laughs> you know how it is. When you drink more, you bowl better. It's like when you shoot pool or throw darts. Same thing. Of course, when you get drunk and throw darts, people get hurt. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying, give me, get, get the distractions away, and I'm good. And the Moonwalker wasn't a helpful either. Oh gosh. Okay, so folks, she was bowled me over. Okay, just real quick. Okay, so. I don't want to say too much about this visit since we have some things we have to fill out for the visit as well for, for a, an activity. Um, but uh, went bowling, and Christina, you were about to bowl. You were lining up your shot. Yeah. And some 40-plus-year-old woman was moonwalking in front of her lane and almost knocked you over. Yeah. Like, okay, first of all, lady, you're old. Second, I'm sorry, she was old. Yes. Second, you can't moonwalk very well. It would be fine if you could moonwalk. I know several people who can moonwalk, like, legit. She couldn't do that, and she almost knocked you over. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right. Went bowling. I at least got a beer out of it. My first beer in a couple weeks. Uh, actually, no. I had the maple stout, but still. It's my yeah. first beer, and I needed a beer yesterday. And it was weak. It was weak. No <laughs> offense to your yingling of your home state or commonwealth. Okay, here's my question. Why do we have states that are commonwealths? We have four of them. Why can't you all just adhere to it? I don't know. And by the way, everybody's going to say, well, Puerto Rico's a commonwealth. They don't count. They're not state. Yeah. They only wanted to become a state because they wanted us to bail them out of their debt. Exactly. 
Anyway, I don't want to get into a, a match with this, with Puerto Ricans, because I don't want to upset anybody, but it is the truth. Broke, hate Trump, basically, mm-hmm. and they want us to bail us out of their debt. Not happening. No. Not happening. Anyway, folks. Okay, a um, couple other things to talk about. I do want to talk about some of the WWE stuff. Mm-hmm. That is worth it from my conference call this week. Um, and some other things, too, that are going on, including Man in the High Castle, then we'll get the topic. Yes. So, all of our fall shows are back in the lineup, folks. So, Last Man Standing is back. The Connors is back. Fresh Off the Boat is back. And Man in, in the High Castle. Now, I will say, this season, we're not as enthusiastic. No. We're not binge-watching it. It takes a lot of thought this season. Yeah, your brain hurts. We just got through, what, episode six last night of the season? Yes. Yes, so we have, what, four more episodes left? And it's been out for a month. I know, we've just, we're, but we're also busy. Yeah. You know, you work a full day, eight, ten, twelve hours in some cases, you don't want to have to think. No. You want mindless entertainment, um, basically, for a bit, and then go to sleep. Yes. Um, but it's been interesting. I mean, you can see, I mean, and Christine and I actually listened to on Audible, The Man in the High Castle, the book from the 60s. Yes. And... I will say, it the, the series takes liberties with the book, but it does align with the book a little bit more in the third season. But you definitely see differences. Yes. Um, almost like the Man in the High Castle, the book. Now that you've watched the first couple of seasons of the series on Amazon, yeah, almost like the book is underwhelming. It is. But back then, again, you didn't have a series and whatnot. So these these um, alternate historical dramas or whatever you would call them as literary works were a big deal back then. They were. And now it's like, eh, it's kind of the same, but kind of not. Um, so we're, we're going to get through Man in the High Castle. Um, I would say I'm not as stoked as the first season. Yeah. The first season was cool. Yeah. It, it ended really well. Um, and the second season ended really well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the third season, with the the traveling and things like that, it, it's just odd. It, it is very odd. Yeah, it's... It, to me, it seems like a stretch. It does. So I'm hoping it keeps moving, but we'll see if it gets another season or not. And the Roman offs. That's just weird. Yeah, we were not into that. So we thought we would be into it, folks. We talked about it a little bit on the podcast. Not into it at all. No. It does have Paul Reiser in it, though. Really? You knew who Paul Reiser was, right? He, he was in Mad About You with Helen Hunt. Ah! Okay. Yeah. Remember, he was, he was, uh, he was Paul. He was the uh, director guy. Got it. Yeah. And uh, Helen Hunt was Jamie. Yes. So yes, he was in uh, Mad About You. He also produced it, but don't quote me on that. Um, so yeah, uh, eh, what can I say? Like, Christina, you have a ton of C-dub shows that are back that you haven't been able to watch. Yeah, I've just been too busy. Like the whole Legends of Tomorrow, Arrow, Flash, uh, Supergirl. So you probably have like 20 episodes I need to watch. <laughs> That's 20 hours for you, yeah? Or are they 30 minutes? They are 45 minutes. But, okay, okay, without commercials, right? Yes. So, okay, so you've got a lot of time. Yeah, I'm tempted to, like... just take a weekend and just, like, say, you know what, I'm taking a break. I'm going to be typing up book three, C-dubbing it up. Yep. However, the football uh, environment has been a little bit interesting in the NFL. Understatement. And the Redskins won last week against the Cowboys. And all I have to say is, if you were in my... (laughs) Thank you. Hit the upright. So I'm going to say a couple things. First, before I get to the Cowboys' epic fail, I would like to say, Christina, I am very happy that your Steelers won two weeks ago. Yes. Pulled it out against the Bengals. Who were full of themselves. In the last minute or so, correct? Yes. yes. In Cincinnati. Yes. Went in their house. Okay, i got to do the Doc walk. <laughs> they went in their house, ate all the food off the supper table, 
went in the master bedroom, jump into king size bed, and cut the TV on. Yes, they did. They fell asleep. That's what they did. And, yeah, got good night's sleep. <laughs> so the last minute, you know, we check our, our assistant. We, were, we weren't listening to her watching the game. We thought, oh, man, so they're going to lose. They're down by, like, three. 30 seconds left. That's right. And they pulled off a miracle in Cincinnati. Eight points. <clears throat> That's right. So they scored and a two-point conversion. Yes. Not the PAT. Not the PAT. Two-point conversion in yo face. face. <laughs> they had to shut them up. That's right. Much like the Redskins had to silence, silence the Cowboys, the Cowboys last week. So all I have to say is I am not saying that it was art on turf last week, okay? The Redskins did not play as well as they could have. But there was a lot of injuries. But a W is a, as I say, a W. Yes. A W is a W. So, last few seconds, again, a, a potential 47-yard field goal attempt by the Dallas Cowboys to tie with the Redskins at 17-20. to 20. Redskins barely hanging on, baby. Yeah. At home. Get a penalty. I believe it was offsides, I believe. Yes. Push back five yards. Became a 52-yard attempt. And it was just enough in those last couple of seconds of clock-eating that the Dallas Cowboys always do. Kick. Pong. Over. Over. All I can say is I, I, did not, I did not listen to or watch the last few minutes of that game. And it's really hard because, you know, the explicit stuff of the NFL, right? So the instant replay, you don't get that. But um, I wish I had really seen it or listened to it live. And I remember sitting with Christina, and she was on her phone, you know, looking at the score, and I'm thinking, why, why, why is there still three seconds left? Why are there, like, four seconds left? Like, like, why is this taking so long? Yes. And now I know why. We're actually laying in bed ready to go to bed because it got so late. That's right. And I was like, ah. So now I know Chong. why. That's right. The Redskins defeated, defeated the Cowboys at home. Yes. And sent them back. Yes. That's right. And the best part about that is, is the winner of that game would have been at the top of the NFC East. And where are they at now? The Redskins reign supreme. Yes. And they will be putting a beat down on the New York Giants today. And they were actually already in the process of that before we started recording. Yes. So It's halftime right now. Uh, hopefully we can get back to this in the beginning of the fourth quarter, we're hoping. So um, we'll let the third quarter go while we record. <laughs> so uh, hopefully the Redskins will beat down the New York Giants division uh, play so it does count more. Uh, it's also lead play. Counts more as well. Uh, so hopefully the Redskins will reign supreme and continue to do so at the top of the NFC East. Whilst, don't you like that? My, my little British English. Yes. Whilst the Dallas Cowboys, potentially the most arrogant, ignorant franchise in the entire NFL. Yes. Dropped to third. Yes. Third in the NFC East. And by the way, since when was Dallas, Texas in the East? Good question. The team that should be alongside the Redskins, the Eagles, and the Giants in the NFC East should be the Carolina Panthers. Or the Ravens. No, Ravens are AFC. Ah, sorry. Yeah. So they actually, they're in yo division. I know. <laughs> I want to get them out of my division. <laughs> because your Steelers are in a division with the Browns, the <laughs> Bengals, which they beat down. That's funny. And the Ravens. And right now, Steelers just went into halftime, 16, no, 16, 14-6. Nice, so they Steelers. went up yes. on the Browns. Yes. And they're at home. Yes. You know, in the first quarter, I believe, yo, Steelers were not looking so good at 6 to nothing. Exactly. That's the Browns. Well, the Browns. 
out. And they've responded second quarter. 14 True. to nothing. Oh, can you check the score of the Redskins game while I run my mouth? 7 to 3. <sighs> Giants got three points. Oh, come on. They can't make field goals in the Meadowlands or whatever. East Rutherford, wherever they are. <laughs> I mean, come, come on. The Redskins have to. Oh. Anyway. It's halftime. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> so the Redskins shall, shall maintain their dominance. Of course, the Eagles won today against the Jaguars in London. Yes. So hopefully that will. But the Redskins are still up. They're going to be up by over, I think, two games. Yeah. So they have a nice, comfortable lead at this point. So in the division. Hope they will win today. And they shall be 5-2. and two. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm done with my football. Yeah, the so Eagles won 24-18. to 18. Over the Jags? Yes. In London, England. Yes. I don't know how the Jaguars did it, but that's pretty cool that Jacksonville got to negotiate. They play one game in, in Europe a season. Yes. Specifically in London a season. That's awesome. That's cool that they play one game in Great Britain a season in London. Eagles set record for largest attendance at Wembley Stadium. Really? Yes, for this game. What? Yeah, before that I thought the, the speaking of the WWE thing I'm going to get to in a second, I thought that the SummerSlam at Wembley Stadium was uh, one of the, the highest records. Well, now they just broke it. For attendance to, to watch one British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith defeat Brett the Hitman Hart, best there is, was, and ever will be, for the WWF Intercontinental title. <sighs> at SummerSlam 1992, I believe. I should go on, like, a wrestling trivia show. I'd so win that. Oh, you clean up. Who is Vern Gagne? <laughs> I have no idea. Who is Vern Gagne? He was the leader of the NWA, man, up in Minnesota. You know who came out of Minnesota? The immortal Hulk Hogan. Started his career in the NWA in Minnesota. Under Vern Gagne. Anyway, so, to the WWE thing. So, this week, folks, I am an investor in WWE. Okay, full disclosure here. I own some shares. So, I was able to listen to the conference call for the Q3 earnings this week. That was... Pretty cool. I had not been to one of these before. Um, I mean, I've been to I've, I've called into investor conference calls for other companies, but uh, not for WWE. And it was really cool to hear Vince McMahon, uh, the business Vince, yes. not the character Vince, uh, talk about the company. He had a few folks there with him, a couple of accounting folks, marketing folks, and it was really interesting to hear them talk about the context of WWE uh, more so as the products are the events they put on. Yes. So the pay-per-views are the products, right? It's not about the, the, the roster. It's about the product is the pay-per-view. Yes. So you talk about a pay-per-view, much like a product release, of the venue, the crowd, uh, the number of tickets sold, uh, the gate for a pay-per-view, the pay-per-view buys, the network buys, things like that. But a lot of cool things did come out of the cult that are interesting. Negative. Um, just if anybody is a fan out there, if or if not... Uh, and you can skip ahead probably a few minutes here in the podcast, but stick around. Um, but live event attendance did drop. Uh, European attendance dropped for inter. Uh, I shouldn't say Euro- European specifically. I should say international is better. It's more accurate. International attendance, particularly in Europe, uh, dropped by thirteen uh, percent, from what I've heard. So that they they got to figure something out. Vince McMahon did say that they believe the the live event model is a little antiquated, so they should be fixing it. And I, I would like to see what that's like. And by the way, folks, and we do not have tickets, and we should probably try to see if we can get them. The last Raw before WrestleMania 35 will be in Washington, D.C. At the Verizon Center. Uh, Capital One Arena. Capital One Arena? Oh, I'm sorry. Usually, Capital- usually they do the Raw at the Verizon Center. The Capital One Arena. It's where the Washington Capitals play. Huh. Really? <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Anyway. Well, they do have... Well, the Verizon's where the Wizards play. Ugh. But usually they, they've done it at the Verizon Center for uh, Raw and SmackDown. But Capital One Arena is bigger. 
Yeah, which is, yeah, makes sense. And uh, it is the last Raw before WrestleMania 35, so it, those are like the most jam-packed action shows before the biggest pay-per-view oh, of the year. Oh, smack talk. That's right, I got those, those last-minute smack talk, last promos. I mean, it's, it's all running your mouth episode anyway of Raw. Yeah. Um, but on their way to uh, New York, uh, I shouldn't say New York, uh, New Jersey for the MetLife Stadium. Yes. For WrestleMania 35. So, I mean, folks, as an investor, and also as a fan, but as an investor, I care about these things. I want to see what people are paying. I want to see how many people go to those events. I want to see if it's sold out or not. That's all good for the stock, because it's all money. It's all yes. revenue, right? But a couple other cool things that they were talking about, if you didn't attend the call, um, or if you haven't seen the dirt sheets or anything, um, I was telling Christina, they're considering an academy system and opening up these um, academies, almost kind of like the UFC gyms or many performance centers um, in other geographic areas. And they've also opened up tryouts in Germany and Chile for Latin American and European talent. That'd be interesting. I think that's yeah. going to be interesting. Um, so that was pretty cool to hear. Yeah. Um, they've also launched NXT UK. They're also still negotiating a uh, deal uh, for syndication and for uh, broadcasting in the UK. But for now, I believe you can catch it on WWE Network. Uh, we might want to check that out. Yeah. Uh, for the NXT UK. Anyway, interesting stuff. Good stuff. So, um, anything else you want to go on the topic? I think we're good. We covered a lot of... Just haberdashery. And besides all the stuff in the, we missed the drama with the car. Oh, yes. Talk about that and also the caravan, too. Yes. So, the car. Yes. What is it? My car. Your car. Snobmobile. Yes. So, Christina, you finally have your car back in mostly perfect form. I got to order a few parts. Except for a reflector problem or whatever, right? Yes. What's it? So, so basically, your local auto shop must have hit something with your car and didn't tell you. Yeah. And they ordered a part for you to replace it, but you have the clear, the white reflectors. Yes. And they gave you an orange one. Yes. So you don't like that. It's disgusting. Well, first of all, it's rude to hit something with your car and not tell you. It's actually against the law here. And then you just take your car in to get it handled because of a shift plate, I assume, with a clutch plate. Yes. And it looks like they, they adjusted that, so now you're happily shifting now. Oh, yeah. Properly. I mean, the sad part is they fix stuff and don't tell you, which, like you said, that's against the law. Yes. That's against the law, man. Yeah. You do the right thing, people. It, it just shocks me just how, how immoral people are. And you got to call them out on stuff all the time. Uh, yeah. So and we're going to get to that a little bit when we get to the topic with auto repair. So that's the call. Yes. But it's it, back on the road and I'm... Driving like a dream. Yes. So you basically got a very nice uh, upgrade to the state of your car, though. Yeah. Uh, for a fortune on their part because of the things they broke. Yeah, like, I'm soon going to be doing, like, a tune-up on it with, like, spark plugs and wires. And that's going to be heaven on wheels. Oh, yeah. It's a nice car. It's a nice car. Anyway, so that's the car. Let's talk about the caravan. Kind of the car. The caravan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's the deal with the migrants? I don't get it. They're so trekking north. Yeah, but President Peña Nieto said he would give them, like, work permits and feed them and medical care and stuff in Mexico if they decide to stay. But they have to stay in the lower southern portions of Mexico, though. They can't come any further north. So they have to stay in places like Oaxaca and Chiapas. They can't move further north. However, I'm a little bit concerned about some of the comments I was telling Christina about that I heard on the BBC yeah. through translation of some of the migrants saying... That's very kind of Mexico, but we don't really want to stay in Mexico. Life is, you know, calmer here, but not better. We want a better life, so that's why we're going to the United States. Let me make one thing very clear, and I don't really care what your political views are, and if you don't like mine, get your own show. Okay? Yeah. So, here's how I look at it. You know, I have issues with those comments because 
that individual and probably others like that that individual believe that it's their right to just walk across our border. It's not. No, it is not. You are not a citizen. Therefore, you have not the right to do that. Nor do do. Why should we, as the United States, inherit the problems of other countries? We shouldn't. No, we have our own problems to worry about. Absolutely. That's the whole point of Donald Trump's whole rhetoric and his doctrine as president is deal with your own stuff. Fair? Yeah. Very fair. So, anyway, we'll see how the, the caravan progresses, but the midterms are coming up in a week and a half, and no, no matter what your party affiliation, folks, please get out and vote. But if you are going to get out there and vote, it's our job to crush the blue wave. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, and I'm not saying that the bomb situation was anything that, that we endorse in any way. No, and Trump condoned it. Of course he did. Um, he didn't condone it. He condemned it. it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, no, he did not. He did not condone it. He condemned it. Sorry, medicine head. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> but um, here, here's what I also find interesting about that. He condemned it publicly and emphatically. Yes. Yet all of the things that the Dems were all told and all of the things that their leadership told them to do, they don't apologize for. No. In any way. So, I hate to say this, but sometimes matters become to a point where what would you expect someone to do? And I'm not saying that what he, this person did was correct. But I just find it very suspect that there's no, there's no condemnation of their behavior. Yeah. I mean, people got hurt. People have been punched. People have been shot. Yeah. Over this. People just aren't civil. It's not that they're not even just civil. It's that they're just maniacs. Exactly. They're crazy. Like I said before, Democrats give us mobs. Republicans give us jobs. Yep. <laughs> That's right. So, okay. So, very interesting. Very odd. Midterms are in a week and a half. So, please get out there and vote. It does, it, it does help. Get out there and vote. Okay, let's move on to the topic, finally. Yes. Pink we're, versus we're blue. We're 20-some-odd minutes into this thing, I yeah. think. So, pink versus blue. So, Christina and I did a little bit of research. You may have seen some of these commercials about the pink tax. Yes. And the pink teddy bear and the blue teddy bear. Yes. Although, I, as a blue teddy bear, find the pink teddy bear very cute. <laughs> <laughs> but not what it costs. But do you find the blue teddy bear cute? Yes. And handsome? Yes. Anyway, so... Pink teddy bear will always cost more typically than the blue teddy bear, and um, as they say in these these ads for the pink tax. So we're gonna go through a few items you may or may not know about some of these that typically cost more for women than men. And I'm not saying that it's fair. I, in fact, I was shocked by some of it. So Christina, you have a few of these items. So you wanna go and go start going through the list? As we all know, razors, hair care, deodorant. That's true because I mean it's more sensitive for women in, ter- in terms of the razor stuff. Um, hair care, I could see that you have more hair, and women also tend to be well, no, even just the cost of the shampoo itself is more. Well, but what I'm saying is, I, I would say because of the hair care you have versus men, we, we, we probably need more in your shampoo, wouldn't you? No, I, it's the same. So you mean to tell me that the same formula of shampoo would work the same on men and women? Yes. In your opinion. Okay. Huh. Didn't really think about that. Do you think it's marketing, or do you think it really is just a gimmick? I think it's just a gimmick. I mean, marketing's one thing when you when you honestly market a product, which most people don't do, but Verbo could be a gimmick. In fact, I mean, I, I'm not saying that we do this as an experiment, but it may be something for someone to indulge this. Maybe if you have kids, um, buying maybe one brand of maybe a more general, gen- not necessarily generic, but gender-neutral shampoo. Yeah. And try it out with both your kids. 
Yeah. As if you're born a girl kid and see if that causes a difference in the quality of the wash of the hair or not. So shampoo, deodorant. Um, I have a question. If you were to buy, let's say, unscented deodorant. Yeah. Could you buy gen- like not gender-neutral unscented deodorant? I've not seen it. Or, hmm, okay. I know they have unscented deodorant for men, though. That, that I do know. They do have 